Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and debates that brings us out to beyond than just gaming. We are not only blurring the lines between gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and even music. We are amplifying voices from those respective fields and having their stories told here on the Impact Play. Join us as we record the show live over at Twisted TV backslash the impact play and by clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on youtube or even on your favorite podcast platform you simply search for the impact play however however you consume your content wherever you consume it we are there join us on patreon receive recruits and above get the show ad free go to recruits and above have exclusive access to not only the post show but they can even call in to be a part of the luxury experience, plus early access to our VODs, and so much more. Learn more and become a Patreon supporter today at patreon.com backslash the impact plane. I am Shoaz Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yegu. This is episode 132. We are an epic partner, so with every purchase you make within the epic ecosystem, when you use our creative code, the impact play, we get a commission that will help support and further elevate the show and take us even to new heights at no extra cost to you. And speaking of ads, this episode of the impact play is sponsored by the folks over at Anchor. On the agenda, we have all the newsworthy announcements from CES 2022. GameStop is breaking into the NFT space. Apple is the very first company to be worth $3 trillion. A Fallout TV series, a Pokemon, and Converse collab. Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox. ABC acquired, acquired uh, Hadive's anime distributor, Sentai. Peter, Peter Bogdan. The Peter Bogdanovich has passed away. Max Holloway withdraws from USC 272. The latest from the MLB lockout. Sue Bird returns for her final season. Kanye West is set to highlight Coachella. The Grammys have officially been postponed. The Weeknd's Dawn FM album is out now, plus the top stories of the week. So welcome to our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been up to, and essentially what we have been enjoying. So lately, I did. I have been playing a lot more Destiny 2 than usual. I ended up playing it, I believe, I don't remember, it was Friday or Thursday. I don't, I don't recall. Actually, let me go see. Let me go back to the, to the Twitch channel and I'll tell you right now, actually. Uh, let's see. Content. Let me go to video producer. Uh, and I only hopped into it a couple of days ago. Hmm, that's weird. Really, December twenty seventh? I don't think that's no. I played it off stream. So let me see. Uh, what day did I play it? I believe it was Friday or Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I did play a little bit. I uh, ended up progressing the story. The current story progression, but what I found out that that during um, that time, that off stream, was that Destiny Two is off of Game Pass, but for console. But it's still on Game Pass for PC. But me, I prefer it on console. So what I'm gonna do is, once the Witcher Queen, the Witcher Queen uh, DLC comes out uh, in February, 
I'm gonna go ahead and purchase all all the DLC. I'm pretty sure they're gonna have some sort of bundle uh, deal to get all the DLC, how they usually do it. So I'm just gonna wait on that, and then I'll purchase everything for the Xbox. But yeah, Destiny is a fun time nonetheless. Been having a blast with it, and I love the story, the lore. I'm not so much of a fan of. I don't like reading all 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 those uh, all those scripts and what have you. But yeah. But I like how they changed it, where as soon as you uh, open up Destiny 2, it takes you to the story, it takes you into a random fire uh, team and what have you, to progress the current story. But that's what I like. But Rocket League, I haven't played much of it lately. Uh, Shirt Wipe, same thing. Uh, yeah, that's about it. But shows-wise, I did catch up with... What's that show on Disney Plus? Uh, Boba Fett. I watched the first and two episodes. It's doing it's, uh, it's doing well so far. I'm enjoying it. But uh, Witcher uh, season two, it's gonna take me a while before I finish it because that story isn't really interesting for me. It's not really doing that all for me, but I do have to watch it because I am in that space. I'm covering that space. But yeah. Guess if you guys haven't watched it yet. For now, I won't spoil anything until a later time. So we do like a like a spoiler cast. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel on youtube.com backslash to impact play. And by hitting the notification bell. Uh, so we notify when we do upload our videos as well. But nonetheless, that's going to do it for what we have been up to. And now we're going to hop into the news, folks. And of course, we I know how we usually start with gaming, but since the CES 2022 just concluded, we are going to hop into tech and then we're going to follow by gaming. So let's get into it. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. Tech. Qualcomm is working with Microsoft on custom chips for the next generation of AR glasses. This is coming from over from The Verge. Qualcomm and Microsoft are partnering to develop a new customized Snapdragon augmented reality chip that will power future AR glasses within Microsoft's ecosystem. The new partnership was announced at Qualcomm CES 2022 keynote. We're announcing that we're developing a custom augmented reality Snapdragon chip for next-generation, power-efficient, very lightweight air glasses for the Microsoft ecosystem, said Qualcomm CEO Cristiano Amon. And we're integrating into that chip platform software from both companies. The Microsoft Mesh platform and the recently announced Qualcomm Snapdragon Spaces XR development platform. Snapdragon Spaces will fully integrate into Microsoft Mesh. This platform will be available for next-generation lightweight glasses. So we'll just see what this partnership, uh, what fruit takes play, what fruit comes out of this partnership. Samsung's keynote. Samsung reveals the first 4K 240Hz monitor. Dubbed the Samsung IDSC Neo G Generation 8 or G G8. So... Uh, The 4K panel is the first to feature a refresh rate as high as 240Hz, which is what you more likely expect to see from our premium 1440 display. 
you'll need some very, very powerful hardware to drive a display like this. But even if you aren't hitting 240 frames per second, the added fluidity will be evident in fast-paced titles. The Neo G8 will also be a good fit for both the Xbox Series X and PS5, given that the display will ship with a single 1.4 display port and two HDMI 2.1 ports. The illuminated ring on the back also synchronizes with content on the screen to cast some slight ambient lighting behind it. This one came over from GameSpot. And speaking of Samsung, Samsung also released some smart TVs that will support cloud gaming, video chat, and even NFTs. This is coming over from TechCrunch. Samsung revealed for its next generation of smart TVs that will include everything from cloud-based gaming services to video chat, while watching TVs to even NFTs. The company says its 2022 smart TVs will ship, will ship with a new smart hub that will offer consumers the ability to switch between different types of entertainment, including media, gaming via its new gaming hub and ambient, the latter referring to the TV's ability to display art, photos, or other information on the TV when it's not in use for gamers. The most notable addition to the new TV will be the game's streaming discovery platform, the Samsung Gaming Hub, powered by Tencent. The service will f- allow game streaming providers to bring their game libraries directly to the TV. Samsung announced partnership with NVIDIA's GeForce Now, Google, Google Stadia, and Utomic, and says more partnerships will come further down the road. I'm sorry, it's Xbox is in here, because they're partnering with Samsung. Okay, with their phones. But, we'll see. Select 2022, 14 TVs and gaming monitors will also support the new HDR10 Plus gaming standard, offering HDR gaming experience with low latency, variable refresh rate in over 120 hertz. This experience features automated HDR collaboration that does away with the need for manual collaboration for settings across input sources like consoles, PCs, and more. The company notes supported TVs include the Neo QLED lineup with the Q70 TV series and above, as well as Samsung gaming monitors. Beyond Gaming the new line of Samsung 2022 smart TVs will embrace other trends that grow in popularity over the past year or so, including co-watching TV and movies with friends and buying and selling excuse me, NFTs. During the early days of the pandemic, family and friends looked for different ways to connect and spend time together while under COVID-19 lockdowns and other restrictions. This led to a rise in co-watching services and features that let users stream entertainment at the same time as their loved ones. Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, and Disney Plus, amongst others, launched co-viewing features and let people stream a movie or show at the same time in different locations. More recently, Apple launched SharePlay over FaceTime, which also supports Disney Plus and other streaming apps like NBA, Paramount Plus, Showtime, Apple TV, and TikTok, for example. Samsung's take on this trend is to Instead, offer its own Watch Together app that lets family and friends video chat while watching a TV show or movie on their TV. So, uh, another more odd addition to the Smart Hub is support for NFTs. The, the platform will offer an app that allows users to discover, purchase, and trade their NFTs on Microsoft Micro LED, Neo QLED, and the Frame TV models later this year. With demands for NFTs on the rise, the need for a 
solution for today's fragmented viewing and purchasing landscape has never been greater, the company told The Verge. When detailing what it calls the world's first TV screen-based NFT explorer and marketplace aggregator, users will be able to browse, preview, purchase, as well as show off their NFT art on their TVs. The latter, enhanced by a smart collaboration feature that will automatically adjust the TV's display settings to match the NFT's creator's recommendations. As users research NFTs, they'll also be able to view the NFT's history and the blockchain metadata. So the Samsung couldn't provide more information on this, but hopefully we'll get more later on throughout the year. John Deere introduced a self-driving, a self-driving tractor that arrives later this fall. It's coming over from TechCrunch. The 8R tractor has been in select con- con- customers' hands in for a few seasons now, according to John Deere. After all, any kind of an autonomous machinery, a self-driving tractor isn't the kind you just unleash on the world without extensive testing. Prototypes have been piloted in fields since fall of 2019, come fall 2022. However, the company will finally be opening sales on the system. In spite of the company's recent acquisition of Bearflight Robotics, it says that none of the startup's autonomy technology uh, went into this system, which has been in the works for several years. Future bear flag dri- uh, driven offerings will provide farmers an opportunity to retrofit their su- existing tractors with self driving type. But for the time being, John Deere is focused on a self contained solution that is the 8R. The system supports six pairs of stereo cameras provided by a pair of NVIDIA Jetson mo- modules, <clears throat> offering a full view of the surroundings. It's GPS guiding system. Coupled with geofencing, keep the system on track for initial tasks, tasks such as tilling that's controlled remotely by the, by the John Deere Operations Center Mobile, which offers all access to images, live video, and data from the job. The system will initially be, uh, be offered selectively through dealers in the upper Midwest of the U.S. John Deere will assist farmers in the implementation. All right, this is coming up from Gizmodo. NVIDIA released a new powerful GPU, which is their most powerful yet. The RTX 3090 Ti is here. NVIDIA just raised the performance ceiling for both its desktop and laptop graphic cards, announcing and announced at CES 2022. The 3090 Ti desktop GPU and the RTX 3080 Ti and 3070 Ti mobile chips on the other end, the company announced a new 249 RTX 3050 desktop card. We'll start with laptops. The new RTX 3080 Ti comes to dozens of new gaming systems in the next few months. Comes with 16 gigs of, G- of GDDR6 RAM and is supposedly more powerful than the desktop Titan RTX GPU. Nvidia claims these chips can run games at 1440p and 120 pr- frames per second. So they said that they will uh, provide some more details sometime later this month, but we didn't get any more de- details than that. Moving on, the new Razer Blade laptops have been revealed. The new Razer Blade 14 is the cheapest of the bunch. 
Although that isn't saying much since it will still run customers $2,000. For the while up to the while, users will get a powerful machine, especially with something coming in a thin and light chassis. The basic SKU of the Razer Blade 14 comes with a 1080, 144 Hz display, a GeForce 3060 with 6 gigs of RAM, AMD's Ryzen 9 6900 Hz processor, and 16 gigs of DDR5 memory. And it is set to launch the first quarter of 2022 and with pre-order starting February 10th. Likewise, the new Razer Blades 15 and 17 get even more performance out of a compact mobile package. Recently, in the first quarter of 2022, both laptops also featured NVIDIA's GeForce RCX 3060 graphic cards, while swap out AMD CPUs for a high-end offering from Team Blue. The new Razer Blade 15 and 17 include an Intel Core i7, 12800Hz, or H giving a slight boost over the Blade 14. However, the performance uptick may not be the difference in cost between these two models. And the lower end 14 with the new Razer Blade running 2500 and the 17 costing 2700. And speaking of other announcements, this is coming from GameSpot. Project Sophia is a modular system designed to function as both a workstation and a gaming rig, letting you quickly configure it to fit your needs without taking up excessive space. And a separate haptics-equipped gaming chair is the icing on the cake. Project Sophia will include a traditional PC tower, instead fitting a custom PCB directly into the desk. Intel CPU and an NVIDIA GPU are included and housed in a magnetic chassis that can snap underneath the tabletop. And it's upgradable, so you'll be able to keep the form factor for a long time. It also includes modules for adding things like touchscreens, wireless charging, and even a cup warmer. And the, the chair uses D-Box haptic feedback that includes native support for more than 2,200 games. Several sharing platforms also supported, and that are 65,000 different haptic variations give you a unique experience with everything you try. Project Sophia will be released in either 65-inch or 77-inch versions while the Enco Pro Hybrid Sense includes a 2020-inch seat. The release date or price has been announced for either product yet, but uh, with the standard Razer Enki already costing 400 and the Enki Pro costing 1000 you can expect the Hyper Sense to be quite a bit more. And I'm going to show you this in a mere second. There you go. There's the two-in-one desk and PC. I've seen like other gaming rigs where it's it's using a clear desk with the TV, with the parts inside of it. But this one, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't, you you could easily upgrade the parts if you if you wish. View all images. Yeah, that's just the laptop. So that's it, folks. BMW debuted its new color-changing paint technology, dubbed E-Ink. This is coming over from The Verge. If you ever felt indecisive about what color vehicle to buy, BMW might have the car for you. The German audio maker 
Jodovitz's new color-changing printing technology at the 2022 Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. The share is more in common with a Kindle than you'd think at first glance, relying on e-ink, the electronic paper technology used in e-readers, and the old Pebble Watch. The color-changing printing technology is making its debut on a concept version of the BMW iX uh, that was presented at CES. So the service coding of the BMW iX flow featuring e-ink containing contains many millions of microcapsules with a diameter equivalent to the thickness of a human hair. Each of these microcapsules contains negatively charged white pigments and positively charged black pigments, depending on the chosen setting. Stimulation by means of an electronic field causes either the white or the black pigments to collect at the surface of the microcapsule, giving the car body the desired shade. We have some new AR um, mixed reality headsets that we're going to get into momentarily. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got this too. And speaking of headsets, Sony did reveal more de- details about the PlayStation VR 2 and the Sense controllers at CES 2022. This is going over from Engadget. So, Sony did confirm its name, the, the PlayStation VR 2, which we knew from before. The new headset will be compatible with the PS5 and with the new VR 2 Sense controllers. And it has a display resolution of 2000 by, 20, by, by 2040 pixels per eye, has 110 degree field of view, and is capable of 90 to 120 frames per second uh, frame rate and supports 4K HDR. The PS VR 2 features in the inside out tracking, which means it has multiple embedded cameras to track the movements of your head and controllers. So they also introduced a new sensory feature for the device dubbed Excuse me, headset feedback that can make games and experiences more immersive. Headset feedback has a built-in motor with vibrations to simulate in-game events. It can, for instance, mimic the feel of a character's elevated pulse rate while they're hiding from a threat or the feel of objects passed close to a director's head. 3D audio and eye tracking are a couple of other features that can feature immersion. Headset can detect the motion of your eyes, allows you to integrate with the game environment like you interact with the real world. As for the PSVR 2 sense controllers, they'll have key features from the dual sense controllers, particularly haptic feedback and adaptive control triggers. While Sony has yet to reveal the headset's ca- Availability, the company did announce one of their very first games arriving on the platform. Horizon Call of the Mountain, a VR experience in the Horizon universe, is apparently being built for the PSVR 2, will be an exclusive title for the platform. So hopefully this will be backwards compatible with PSVR 1 titles, because if not, then, then they're going to lose a whole bunch of sales, which is... Yeah, I'm sure that that's something that they don't want to lose. Because because there was a PS VR one. There's a lot of titles that are available for it, and hopefully you could transfer those titles to this next uh, VR platform once it comes out. All right, we have some AR and VR glasses that were released from both TCL and what's that other one? Hmm, I saw something else here. Let me see. Let me look into it. Give me a second, folks. 
Nope, not what I want. We got the oh. oh perfect. Okay. This is coming from TechCrunch. We have we talked about the PSVR two. Here is um the HTC Vive wrist tracker. Which uh let's see which does include hand tracking. As you see, this approach is a bit different. Instead of relying entirely on cameras, they're hoping you'll strap sensor packed bands to each wrist to help the system track what the cameras can't see. Like when one hand is obscuring the other, or you've got your arm behind your back for a golf swing. The company also demonstrated the sensors working while attached to other objects, like ping pong paddles and a, ner and a Nerf gun. The company did say the sensor should start shipping later this year for $129. One catch for now, it'll only work with HTC's Vive Focus 3 headset. Hopefully, it'll be available for other headsets moving forward. We also have the Shift Tall Megan X. So, Panasonic subsidiary Shift Tall has been working on an ultra lightweight, ultra high resolution headset dubbed. The Mega Next, with speakers built into the frames and a 1.3 inch 20, uh, 2560 by 2560 display for each eye. They end up looking more like a massive pair of steampunk glasses than a headset. While designed to be lightweight and foldable, don't expect to move around too much in these ones. You'll need to attach them to a computer for USB-C to do the heavy graphic lifting. And they chef Tall did say that it'll be released uh, later this year for less than less than a thousand dollars. In Nvidia's Omniverse, which is a collection of tools for helping 3D content creators work together in real time, it allows creators, designers, and engineers to collaboratively build virtual world. Worlds is the company's platform that brings together design tools and assets from first and third party applications to a single hardware and software ecosystem. And, to, and during CES, the company took off the meta label and made Omniverse generally available for creators. TCL's AR glasses, and it does seem like a concept for now, but the So let me see something. Let me look into this real quick. And this, and it is lightweight at uh, four point five ounces. So it does have two. The next, where G, which is available now apparently, and. The TCL Next Wear Air, which is essentially a concept devices. Okay. But yeah.
They're they're getting into the AR and VR space, which is a surprise. Targus did launch its Cypress Hero backpack with built-in Apple Find My Tracker. It's coming from Slash Gear. Targus, the company arguably best known for its sick backpacks and other bags, has introduced a bunch of new products for CES 2022, including two that are particularly notable. The Cypress Hero backpack with Apple Find My Tech, the new Dock 720 hybrid dock with USB-C connectivity. Each model is expected is exciting in its own way, offering everything from location tracking for Apple users to 8K display support. And another product includes a universal dock with a biometric uh, fingerprint sensor for authentication that is joined by USB-C support for powering either two 4K uh, monitors for HDMI and DisplayPort or a single 8K monitor using the, the display link. So now we have a phone release. The OnePlus 10 Pro is the first phone of 2022. So it does include 120 hertz fluid AMOLED with LTPO with an LTPO screen, which means the phone can adjust its frame rates to improve battery life. There are no specifics on screen size, but the rumors suggest it will be a pretty large 6.7 inch display. It include it will include 80 fast watt charging and 50 watts wireless charging in its flagship, which will also be suitable when the 5000 mega amp battery doesn't need charging. The OnePlus 10 Pro will be powered by a Snapdragon Generation 1 chip, running Android 12 with OnePlus's Oxygen OS tricks and aesthetics. When it comes to cameras, expect 48 and 50 megapixel sensors with an additional 8 megapixel sensor too. Optimal zoom capabilities, we, we don't know just yet, but that's all we have for you at the moment. And we also forgot one announcement uh, Samsung's triple, or I should say foldable phones. Samsung, let's see, showed off a bunch of prototype folding devices that could hint at foldable, more foldables to come. Take the Flex X ages a multi-foldable device that can stretch all the way out to a triple wide screen, or the Flex G, which is a pocket-sized device that's follow, that folds inwards to protect the screen. <clears throat> But of okay, but there's a video which if I'm gonna share with you guys in a moment. You guys can watch that and tell, uh, let us know what you think. All right. Speaking of screens, Microsoft triple phone screen concept is so ridiculous. <laughs> so it's a patent. It's essentially just a patent. That was that suggests Microsoft was toying with the idea of creating a smartphone with three displays and two hinges. So let me show you guys the patent filing. So all it is is just a patent. That's it. Something like this. So we'll see if anything comes out of it or was just a patent, just to be a patent. Next, 
Questhaven, this upcoming tabletop simulator that wants to bring VR and PC play users all of the tools that they need to play tabletop games like the Dungeons and Dragons. The team behind the project says that simulator will be built environments and import game rules so you can play any essentially any role-playing tabletop game such as D&D, Pathfinder, or Shadowrun to name a few. And it's said to target Quest 2, PSVR, and standard PC monitors. And it said that Quest Haven is more of a platform than a game since it doesn't come with any set rules. Those are imported by the users so they can play anything. Thank you, Rotovira, for that. Apple becomes the first company to be worth $3 trillion when it's value based on its share price. Uh, this one's from January 3rd, by the way. AT&T and Verizon will delay 5G expansion over aircraft interference concerns. This is going on from Engadget. AT&T and Verizon will start rolling out their C-based, their C-band 5G service on January 5th. After all, the companies have agreed to comply with the request from the Federal Aviation Administration and the, the, the <laughs> Transportation Department to push back their 5G expansion by more than two weeks. I've already asked the companies for extra time to investigate concerns regarding possible interference with aircraft systems and electronics. So both AT, AT&T and Verizon were supposed to roll out, roll out the potentially faster C-band servers using newly purchased frequency specs back in December. But they held off due to these, I guess, negotiations. GameStop is now doing the NFT fray. That's part of a turnaround plan. This is coming over from Reuters.com. GameStop is launching a division to develop a marketplace for non-fungible tokens and establish a cryptocurrency marketplace. A source familiar with the matter said on Thursday, boosting the video game's retail shares 27% extended trading. GameStop declined to comment. The Wall Street Journal first reported the news citing people familiar with the matter. The video game retail is undergoing a revamp with Chairman Ryan Cohen tapping executives from companies including Amazon.com incorporated to turn GameStop away from brick and mortar and towards e-commerce as well. So, this is actually a big step for them. I never expected something like that. I expected them to, to like, step up their game into, like, the digital gaming of uh, the f- digital gaming forefront, but it looks like they went a step further into NFTs. So, we'll see. It's kind of similar to how Coinbase is uh, is creating its own uh, NFT-based pla- uh, trading platform as well. All right. Speaking of NFTs, Konami. Here, this was going over from GameSpot. The Castlevania series is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. To mark the occasion, Konami is rolling out new Castlevania-themed NFTs. The Konami Memorial memorial nft program and it's called and as it's called begins with an auction starting on january 12th there are 14 items up for sale including pixel art showing off iconic scenes from the from the games some of the 
NFTs include newly joined art from the Castlevania series, the NFT page says. The auction itself is taking place at OpenSea, which builds itself as the largest NFT platform on the internet. The auction ends on 9 p.m. Eastern on January 14th, at which point the highest bidders will take home, so to speak, their digital prices. All right. Google is launching, well, launched Ripple, an open standard that could bring tiny raiders to Ford cars and beyond. This is coming over from The Verge. Google has been publicly building tiny radar chips since 2015. They can tell you how well you sleep control a smartwatch, count sheets of paper, and let you play the world's tiniest violin. But the company's solely radar hasn't necessarily had commercial success. Most prominently features an L faded pixel phone now google has launched an open source api standard called ripple it could theoretically bring the tech to additional devices outside of google perhaps even a car as ford is one of the participants in the new standard technically ripple is under the auspicious and the consumer technology association the same industry body that hosts the ces trade show in las vegas each january but there's little question who's actually behind the project ripple will unlock Helpful innovation that will benefit everyone. General purpose writer is key emerging technology for solving critical using cases in private privacy respected ways. Uh, but that's about it. Got that. And we are done with tech, folks. Now we're going to move on to gaming. Converse and Pokemon's 25th anniversary checks, hats, and more. Okay. Nope. That's not it either. There we go. Let me know what are your thoughts on this in the comment section down below or in the chat. These are actually nice, but I don't, but covers are not comfortable for me. Like, I really like these. If they had it in a low like this, I would have I would have gotten them, but the, not, but not like in the style. But yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, but that's nice, Pikachu, on the on the top of the shoe. <laughs> oh, look, there's a thunderbolt on the tail of the, say, tail end of the shoe. <laughs> Jiggly. Pikachu, Pikachu. Pikachu, Pikachu. Oh, that's actually not bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Jigglypuff's mad face. <laughs> nice hoodie. 
<laughs> celebration tour. That's nice on the back. The gallery, Jin, Kanto, Juro, and so on. <laughs> and it shows you the, the starters, too, of each region. Backpack. Okay. Alright, moving on, moving on. Mario Kart 9 is reportedly in development with a new twist coming from IGN. According to an industry analyst, Mario Kart 9 is working in, is currently in active development, will have a new racing twist and could be teased this year. So we'll see what this entails, but I'm excited for this preview. Hopefully, we get some form of a teaser trailer or or, or in um, what's Nintendo's announcements? Uh, not Treehouse. I forgot what it's called, but Nintendo's own uh, own announcement. We'll see. All right, the Steam Awards. We have your winners here from the folks over at Valve. Game of the Year went to Resident Evil Village. VR Game of the Year went to Cooking Simulator VR. Labor of Love went to Terraria. Better with Friends went to It Takes Two. Outstanding Visual Style went to Forza Horizon 5. Most Innovative Gameplay went to Deathloop. Best Game You Suck At, <laughs> Neo 2, complete edition. Best Soundtrack went to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Outstanding Story Rich Game, Cyberpunk 2077. Sit Back and Relax went to Farming Simulator 2022. And that's about it. The game's done quick. 2022 speeding marathon will be will uh, start January 9th and will conclude on January 16th. So you could watch one expert gamer after another race through their favorite titles, show off their skill, and hopefully break some world records. For the second year running, the awesome awesome games done quick will be held as a virtual event due to COVID-19 safety concerns. Oh, Unfortunately, runners won't have a rashuous in-person crowd to cheer them on, so you can watch the entire event live on Twitch via the Games Done Quick channel, starting at noon Eastern on Sunday. Uh, well, this Sunday, actually. As of this recording. As you're interested, be sure to check that out. This trending director's cut arrives on PC this spring. On Steam and Epic Gaming Stores on spring of 2022. Coming straight from Kojima. Rainbow Six Extraction is coming on day one with Xbox Game Pass on January 20th. So on console, PC, and the cloud. Speaking of Game Pass, Ubisoft Plus will be launching on Xbox in the near future. It was previously, uh, Ubisoft Plus has previously been exclusive to PC and cloud services such as Google Stadia and Amazon's Luna, giving subscribers day one access to new releases and DLC for the publisher's games. The service will be coming to Xbox, but Ubisoft hasn't announced one, but it hasn't has, has revealed if the pricing will remain the same, with the current subscription going for $15 a month on PC. Unlike EA Play, the announcement makes no mention of the service being included as part of Game Pass members on either Xbox or PC or even Ultimate. 
But we'll see if this. Uh, I feel like it'll only be available for Xbox Ultimate members, but we'll see. PS5 is getting a tournament feature later on this year. The PlayStation 5 is adding a new tournament feature in 2022. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan has confirmed, speaking at CES 2022, when he talked about what's the next for the console, and the one feature he mentioned was something called tournaments, which is presumably themed around competition. This one, we're also planning to introduce a new tournament feature in PS5, Ryan said. But that's all we have for you. <laughs> the Fallout TV series. This is coming from GameSpot. Amazon's Fallout TV series adaptation has received its first update in over a year, with the series now planned to enter production sometime this year. This is one of the first updates the series has been since its teaser back in 2020, leading some to wonder about its status. E3 2022 will be online only again due to the pandemic. E3 22 was expected to be the first time since 2019 that the event will be held in person, as the COVID-19 pandemic and its several variants since had made it unsafe for such, such a large gathering to take place over the past two years. Now that's not happening either, as the ESA has decided to shift E3 to an online-only platform once again this year. Speaking of the game speed, the ESA and the decision was made because of the virus and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees. The organization later gave us the full statement, which you can read down below, which we will read down below for you. Those are the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees. If we will not be held in person in 2022, we will remain incredibly excited about the future of A3 and look forward to announce more details soon. So before they were rumored that uh, the physical event has been canceled, but there was no confirmation of a digital one. Now we have a confirmation. Hopefully A3 will still live on. So we did get a neutral for Horizons Forbidden West. The tribes of the Forbidden West. We're not going to go into the details, but let me see. We'll launch on February 18th for PS4 and PS5. All right. Now we're done with gaming. We're going to move on to entertainment. Peter Donovich, who's the last picture in the paper moon, solidified his reputation as one of the most important filmmakers in the new Hollywood of the 70s, but whose personal life, threatened to overshadow his career behind the camera, has died. Variety has confirmed he was, age, he was 82. The director also had acting roles on such shows such as The Sopranos, on which he recruited as Dr. Milfi's psychiatrist psychotherapist the Simpsons and as a DJ in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill volumes 1 and 2 wildly prolific and celebrated early on oh, then uh, mirrored in Hybris laced for some reason I can't read this on white a scandal when he became involved with two of his leading ladies the first uh, we're here to celebrate his life so let's see. So that's about it. 
It's just talking about his life, essentially, this article. About his career. So may he rest in peace. He was such an icon. Marvel's uh, Morpheus release date has been pushed once again. From January 28th to April 1st, the studio has announced. Thank you, CNN, for that update. So the Sundance cancels an in-person events, movies, film festival, online, and amid Omicron. Going over from The Hollywood Reporter. The in-person return of the Sundance Film Festival has been canceled due to the surge of COVID-19 cases spurred by the Omicron variant. With the festival moving completely online, organizers said Wednesday, the news comes 15 days prior to the festival start date of January 20th. But, health and safety always takes priority. Dragon Ball's Battle Hour returns in February of 2022. That will take place on February 18th and February 19th and February 20th for a worldwide experience to celebrate everything Dragon Ball. In Bandai, announces a worldwide Digicon broadcast airing, uh, let me see if I get this right, February 27th. That will be live streaming on YouTube. Pixar's Turning Red will release on Disney Plus on March 11th. It's on exclusively on Disney streaming service. March 11th. Yeah, I already said February for a second. But it's the third Pixar movie to wind up skipping theaters and instead first land on Disney Plus. So Soul and Luca also reverted to having a digital debut. And lastly, AMC Networks has acquired anime distributor Sentai. Financial terms of the deal have not been disclosed. But this purchase includes Sentai's high dive streaming servers that will join AMC's stable of targeted streaming platforms, which will include, which already includes services like Shutter, IFC, and Sundance TV. As part of the deal, AMC also picked up Sundance Studio, the anime network, and the company's extensive catalog of anime titles. Some of the projects Sentai holds the license to include K On from Kyoto Animation and Haikyo from Production IG. So it looks like they're going to integrate anime into the streaming service. And now... Let me see something. Now we're done with entertainment. We're going to move on to sports, folks. The Washington football team announced... The date it will announce its new team name. The club will unveil its name and new logo on February 2nd of 2022. Thank you, NFL, for that update. Speaking of NFL, Antonio... Uh, let's see. Did Antonio uh, Brown did take off his uniform and just left in the middle of the game. Stadium security thought, <laughs> thought he was a shirtless fan at first. Uh, let me see something I know I have to see. Oh, wait, he did speak out, though. He 
that he was forced to play on an injured ankle that will require surgery, which is why he exited so abruptly. An MRI on Monday revealed broken bone fragments, a ligament to torn from the bone, and cut and cartilage cartilage, cartilage loss. The wide receiver said in a lengthy st- statement released Wednesday night. Browns also accused the Buccaneers of miss characterizing his outburst on the field as a mental health issue rather than a refusal to play due to pain. The Buccaneers did not have an immediate comment to Brown's statement when reached later Wednesday night. Hopefully he, he, he has a safe and well recovery. Then, let's see, the WFAA has confirmed that the NFL is looking into the availability of stadiums outside of California including Arlington's AT&T Stadium, should I need a replacement venue venue for this year's Super Bowl. Uh, let me see, what's LV1? Uh, 56. Super Bowl 56 is currently scheduled to take place on Sunday, February 13th at the brand new SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, just outside of Los Angeles. Okay, the Mavericks honor Dirk Nowinski and retire his number 41 jersey in an emotional celebration. We have an injury update for Sasha Banks. Has a foot injury at the, did suffer a foot injury at the WWE live event in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Sunday night. Although nothing is broken, MRI has revealed a bruised calcaneus bone and she will be out of action for six to eight weeks. Speaking of WWE, they did release even more stars. So, so we have Danny Birch, Timothy. I'm sorry if I watched these names, but Timothy Dotcher. Hiraiki Suzuki, William Regal, Casey Corino, Scott Armstrong, Hiraiki Suzuki, George Carroll, Ryan Katz, uh, Dave Kapoor, Road, Road, Road Dog, Ryan James, and A Steel. So, and they released a statement as well. With the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them their best. So essentially, that, they're, that, they, that, they, cut, that they cut them from the roster. So we have your SmackDown results from January 7th. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns came face to face. Big Bones defeated Sami Zayn. Charlotte Flair defeated Naomi. Happy Corbin and Madcap Boss defeat the Viking Raiders. The Usos defeat New Way in a Smack SmackDown Tag Team in title street fight. And next, this big one here. 
Sue Bird will be returning for the 19th WNBA final uh, season and will be her last season before going into retirement. So she did remain uh, the w, one of the WNBA's premier point guards in 2021, making her record 12th all-star appearance and averaging 10 points and 5.3 assists while playing in 30 of Seattle's 32 games during the regular season. She also helped led the USA women's national team to, uh, to gold in the Tokyo Olympics, a record-setting fifth basketball gold medal for her and teammate Diana Terrasi. All right, number two seed, North Dakota uh, State, the four stormed its way to another FCS national championship and a 38-10 victory over number eight seed, Montana State, in one of the most dominant performances in title games history. The Bison now have won nine Division I championships since 2011, or a perfect 9-0 since the title game moved to Frisco, Texas. North Dakota blew... Bludge-owned Montana State behind 380 yards rushing and 7.2 yards per carry against a strong Bobcats defense. Running back Cobe Cobe Johnson rushed for 106 yards, 76 of which came on a touchdown. When in the second quarter, fullback Hunter Loop added 82 yards and three scores in an MVP performance for the champions. Quarterback Cam Miller threw 126 yards in a touchdown on 13 passing attempts. The, bi- the Bison posted 270 yards rushing in the, f- in the first half alongside behind the All-American offensive lineman Cody Machon Mach- and Cordell Valson, averaging an even 10 yards per carry It takes a 20 to take a 20-0 lead into the break. From there, the Bison effectively ran out of the clock and route to the next national championship. Thank you, CNBC, for all of these updates. CNBC Sports, I should say. The Golden State Warriors are about to add one of the greatest shooters in history to their team. The shooter, of course, would be Clay Thompson, who will take his long-anticipated return to NBA action on Sunday versus the Cavaliers, which is today. The Warriors stars announced via uh, star did announce via Instagram Saturday after tearing a TCL. The MLB lockout. So there are, let me see, let me go through this quickly. That there might be going into negotiations soon. Yeah, that's about it. I'm seeing.
All right. Just days after signing for a third fight from the Feather Fight champion with with the Feather Fight champion Alexander Val Val Ganovsky at UFC 272. Former champion Max Holloway has been forced to withdraw from from the belt, according to a report by ESPN. Holloway reaggravated a prior injury. Val Kanaski defeated Holloway at UFC 245 in, back in December 2019 to win the championship. The pair then rematched at UFC 251 following July with Volkanovski winning a transversal split decision to retain the title. The losses marked the first time since 2013 that Holloway had tasted defeat, tasted defeat in consecutive bouts. So there is no timetable for his return, nor any decision made on his status for UFC 272, which is apparently scheduled to take place on March 5th. Real Madrid enters El Clasico against Barcelona back on track with an easy win over Valencia amid the Casemiro drama. So here are your FA Cup results. Newcastle. Hold on, let me see. So the 150th anniversary of the FA Cup has been has seen three Premier League sides fall out of the competition, with quite a few cup sets to go around as well. It has also an up an, an especially good day for Venerama sides. There, there was also something for everyone with a penalty shootout, three red cards, and quite a farm bar matches, but. Let's see. Chelsea won by the largest margin of goals as Thomas Lencho played a strong lineup against fifth-tier side uh, Chesterfield. Everyone got in in on the scoring in their uh, 5-1 victory by 17-year-old. She had 17. Wow. Lewis Hall delivered a peach of an assist to Romelu Lukaku in his debut. Hopefully, it's the first of many for Hall who will use as a platform to become the latest success story from Cupham. 41 places, Serbit Cambridge United and Newcastle United, but it was the use out of the third tier who produced a 1-0 Cup set victory over the Magpies. While Newcastle are trying to take to save off Premier League regulation, Eddie Hound named a strong side featuring Alan St. Maximin and Mer- Meron Trippier, who just joined the club from the at Atletico Madrid. All it took was a goal from Joe Ironton in the 56th minute, following a mistake by Martin Dabravka to put Cambridge ahead before they buckled down to secure the result. Keeper the Meteor Mitov was called into action later to take saves on Joel Linton, but it wasn't enough to see things out. All right. And lastly, New York Times has purchased Athletic for $550 million. The latest move in its strategy to expand its audience of paying subscribers as that newspaper print ads business fades. I think you guys spent for that update. Now we're going to move on to the final 
segment music. Kanye West, now goes by Ye, has been tapped by headline, has been tapped to headline Sunday night at this year's Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival, and music also staged a second Sunday service performance at Short Stills Billboard. Belly Irish is also in talks to highlight the event. Likely Friday, sources confirm. Thank you, Billboard, for that update. The Grammy Awards has officially been postponed, coming from Variety. With no release, with no new date, uh, with no confirmed date as of yet. And now we have a new Feral and Adidas, uh, uh, another Feral and Adidas collab. There you are, folks. Doesn't look too shabby, but you do have to wear with like a specific outfit, though. I think I kind of like his blue human race shoes that he released earlier or last year I should say but again it's not too shabby we have five uplifting moments in line music and Kanto hits the charts the Walt Disney animated film jumped 110 to seven on the Billboard 200's album chart. Wisin and Raw Alejandro he headed to the barriers in their native Puerto Rico to give out toys and gifts to their community in celebration of the Three Kings Day. On Friday, J. Bobbin released the official music video for his track Lo Que Dios Quiere, part of his album Jose, one of Billboard's top Latin albums of 2021. The Puerto uh, Neo Garcia. Uh, let me see. An honor, uh, did get a new tattoo in honor of his longtime producer, Flo, Flo La Movie. Bernie Spears was just shown in a clip listening to Bad Bunny. So now we're going to move on to some new music as well. We have Bande MS featuring Kerry Leon and o Ojos Carados. Carados. We have Lost Illuminati from Rochi RD and Anuel AA. We have Amor Pasero from Sebastian Yatra. Speaking of new music, we have a brand new album from The Weeknd. For the latest, Don FM, the 16th track offering contains appearances from Tyler, the creator, Lil Wayne, Kinty Jones, and Nox Tricks Point Never and actor Jim Carrey to announce the LP's guest feature features Abel unveiled a cinematic trailer to go along with his imaginative and aged album artwork, which shows himself in his elder years. The album's 
arrival is also com- accompanied by a live global stream via the Amazon Music app and on Amazon's Music Twitch channel. Mm, that's new. Ghana kicked off 2022 with some new music as well. And he's out with his album Moana. And then Papusa. Papus? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did promise that he's delivering an albums every month and he's doing just that. So it's December. And Gunna's album is Dias Forever. So I'm gonna listen to those hopefully by hopefully over the weekend. And SZA did announce a new video for her I Hate You. And Rihanna gives a new glimpse of her new Savage and Fenty stories. And it looks like that's all we have for you guys. Let me see if we have any um, noteworthy news uh, breaking. It's anything news breaking or, or worth noting as well. Oh, yeah, here's one. Roblox does, did shut down its Chinese mobile app to work on a new version. But that's all it is. It's going to came over from the fridge. Where is Twitter? Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the Razer uh, Fossil Generation 6 smartwatch that was announced at CES but I feel like it wasn't really newsworthy just, just, just a partnership as well but that's it let's see what else we got so there is a rumor state of play that it that will take place at the end of wait, what? Oh, this is four hours ago. Okay, okay, I got it now. I'm reading into it. To know more about upcoming titles such as Hogwarts Legacy, God of War, Ragnarok, Grand Turismo Seven, and plenty more. There was no date here. It all says it's soon. Thank you, Dual Sharkers, for that. And then Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 will reportedly be announced sometime this year from GameSpot. So we have some uh, Game Pass titles leaving in January. On January 10th, which is tomorrow, PUBG is leaving. And on the 15th, we have Desperados 3, 
Ghost of, Ghost of a Tale, Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, so Death Bridal Studios for console, cloud, and PC. Ghost of a Tale is leaving PC. Kingdom Hearts 3 is leaving console. Mountain Blade Warband is leaving console, cloud, and PC. Pandemic is leaving console and PC. And Yeek, a, mod, a post-modern RPG, is leaving PC. And Apple is reportedly will unveil an iPhone SE with 5G this spring. Uh, we did get a, a new look of uh, the Riddler and the Batman. Let me see if I can find it. There you go. Let me know what are your thoughts on these in the, in the comment section or by sending us a reader mail, which I'll get into shortly. I'm pretty sure this is just his debut and his costume will evolve. I love how these arguments are complaining about his costume. I'm like, they know what they're doing. It might evolve or may not evolve later on as as it progresses. Uh, it's just phenomenal seeing these arguments over on Twitter. Okay, let's see what else do we have. Um... So the Broncos have fired Coach Vic Vancho. And this is breaking as well. And that's about it on sports. Now let's check the music.
So Haley did is teasing a Bad Bunny collab, and quote unquote that has been discussed. So apparently, Sin Head O'Connor's 17-year-old son has died two days after being reported missing. Let me look into this further. Let's see if we have anything else. And then we got this. Okay. Okay, so that's about it. So the nothing compares to you singers told fans that her son Shame, who she shares with her ex folk singer Donald Lodi, had decided to end his earthly struggle. Wow, that's that's horrible. NBC Saturday Night Live makes his return next weekend on January 15th, and Roddy Rich will make his, make his musical guest debut. Hugh Jackman on Thursday shared an update on his health after announcing a breakthrough case of COVID-19 in late December, which resulted in Broadway's revival of the music man canceling a number of performances through January 5th. Oh, that's all it is. Okay, just a bar are being canceled. Okay, so that's about it, folks. And now we're going to move on to Radio Mail. Guys, interested in sending us to Radio Mail? Here's how. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and even any questions you might have for us. We're sending us to Radio Mail on the Discord server, leaving a voice note to everyone at England.fm, backslash to Impact Play, or even by sending us an email to Radio Mail at Play.com. Who knows, it may even be featured on a future episode or even a special reading month segment of the show. Thank you guys so, so much for making the Impact Play a part of your day. If you should join our community server over on Discord, you can enter exclamation Discord and chat now. And guys, we're trying to like subs over on Twitch and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believes in from the show. Lurk, lurk, uh, lurk when we go live because every little bit helps us take us to new heights and new levels that we know what we can reach with your help. And leave us a review. We're just rating on your favorite platform. I know Spotify did introduce a new rating system as well. So if you guys are able to uh, give us a rating and a review over there on Spotify, be sure to do so. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one. And until next time, for all of you Golden Cross and above, I'll see you in the post show. For everyone else, have a good one.